Howdy, folks. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue, and I love to read. Uh, my name's Justin, and I do not like to read. No, you don't. Um, can we actually record a little? I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of hungry. You're hungry? Yeah. Well, we literally just ate. Hungry for the Hunger Games. Oh, is that it? Is yeah. that how you want to introduce that we're starting the Hunger Games today? Hell yeah, baby. I am super excited. I'm ready to be done. I mean, like I said at the end of our Twilight episode, like, it was good. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I get the nostalgia and I get why people like it. It just wasn't for me personally. Hunger Games is. Um, I would argue it's bad. Well, you are not a reader, so... Yeah, but, like, everything that happens in it. No, I hear what you're saying, and that's okay that that, that's your opinion. Yeah, but, like, all the things that happen in the book makes me think it's bad. No, again, I hear what you're saying. Like, the whole story of it Mm -hmm. makes me think that that book is bad. No, I hear what you're saying, Um, and it's okay to be wrong. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start The Hunger Games today. Um, It's three books, for those of you who don't know. Um, the Hunger Games, then Catching Fire, and then Mockingjay. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out to, like back to back, 2008, 2009, 2010. She running through them. She is. And I don't think it really affected her writing quality, if I'm being honest. I do think it affected Twilight's writing quality. Yeah. Um, but Suzanne Collins, I- I- I'll go through what I have for her because I did some background on her and um, her books. But... I don't think it really did too much. Is this an epilogue to our podcast? <laughs> I have to introduce you. you <laughs> fine, you introduced The Hunger Games. Um, it's that book that got movies. Oh, is that it? Yep. Okay. The movies um, released, again, back to back in 2012, 13, 14, and then 15. Yeah. So um, I do think the movies suffered a little bit from the sequential release. Do you want to know a fun fact? What? After um, the Hunger Games, uh, Jennifer Lawrence wanted to do more indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where her passion is now, too. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of indie stuff nowadays. Um, but her agents hid scripts from her. What the hell? So she couldn't do indie movies. She had to do big movies. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I do think she's a great actor. I did, I think everybody who got cast did a really good job in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't seen the movies, watch them along with us, I guess. Like, after we finish the book, we'll watch the movies, I think. Because Justin's seen them a bunch, which reads me... Not willingly. Which leads me to my next f- point is, can you tell me a little bit about what you know about the Hunger Games? They're just so hungry. Come but on, honestly. They gotta be gaming, man. Tell me. Do you know what, how much I love gaming? Hmm. As much as gaming. Tell me how what you know about the Hunger Games. Um, so Katniss has a sister that gets drafted into the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. She says, Mm-mm. No thanks, yeah. Uh, goes in herself, which okay. I feel like that's a cop-out. What do you mean? If if someone already gets called, donezo. They're called. Okay. That's how my rules would be. <laughs> okay. If you're called, you're called, dog. They only get one tribute, but keep going. We'll talk about it in the book. Um, But 
goes to Hunger Games. People die. She mm-hmm. doesn't with her bud. Yeah. And she's a 16-year-old. She's little. Jesus. Yeah. That is not portrayed in the movies very well. Well, she is um, 20, I believe. 20-something. Uh, the woman who plays her, Jennifer Lawrence, at that point. At that point, yeah. Um, But I think we're just going to go into the background because I do have a lot of background on this. Oof. Well, it's a new author, and we got to get the background on the author before we... Horrible author? No. No? No, and let me just... So but some of... So far, we've had an author that barely reads their own material. Yeah, well, authors for the yeah. hunters, yeah. Um, what was... Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Margaret Atwood. Pretty She's fun. really awesome, yeah. 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 Um, She's kind of an aggressive feminist, so honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised to find out she was a turf. Yeah. But anyways, keep going. Uh, we had our good friend Steph, good friend Steph. who put down Native American people mm-hmm. and wrote a lot about essay without any helpful advice mm-hmm. or some glorification of it. Yep. Um. So we have it, and then Ender's Game, Orson Card, yeah. Uh. Big old racism. Super racist. Um, so, like, haven't had a good hitting record with authors so far. That's true. Yeah, so Susan doesn't really have that much. So let me get... So Susan is about 60 right now, and she's the dot... What? That we know of. Yes, that, that's very true. That we know of. Um, and she's the daughter of a military officer and a youngest sibling. And she spent a lot of time as a kid moving around. And she has about three different degrees. I didn't really get too much of that. But she's very educated. Um, she wrote one of my favorite series um, when I was a kid that are called The Underland Chronicles, Gregor the Overlander. I've, what have I heard about those? Is it all just what you've told me? Yeah, probably. They're they're not niche, but they're for younger, like eight-year-olds. Like They're kind of along where the warrior cats were in my mm. reading timeline. Okay. Um. I want to do them as well because they have this fascinating, like, code. And it's really good cool. Good lore? No. Yes. Very good lore. Yes. I hear what you're saying. But she wrote those from 2003 to 2007. So, mm-hmm. again, one year, bop, bop, bop. And then she wrote The Hunger Games right after that. Um, right after that in 2008. So, they're very different, like, for the age. A lot of skill to be putting out books one after the other. And they actually are, like, pretty good. I honestly, like... For most authors, I would be, like, if I saw these timelines, I'd be like, ooh. Yeah. But for Suzanne, Susan Collins, I'm going to say I haven't seen it that way. They're also not huge books, right? They're not, they're not like, hefty. They're they're good. Like, I think we can get through about eight chapters today, okay. nine maybe. But they're not, like, hefty. But not as hefty as Twilight? No, thank God. Um, I will say, again, the movie came out in 2012. She had the idea for the Hunger Games movies when she was channel surfing between a reality TV show and the invasion of Iraq. Oh, God. And it was such like a strange reality blur that that's how she got the Hunger Games. Do we have another 9-11 stepping stone? Kind of seems like we do. Although she didn't start. I mean, well, she may have started, but this didn't come out until 2008. Yeah. But still, Iraq is a direct. That's true. But we don't have really anything. So this is what I was going to say is my next part is unlike many authors, she doesn't really talk a lot about her personal business out in the open. She doesn't have really any scandals. And it looks like the biggest scandal that I could find. And I didn't do like in-depth sleuthing. 
but it was about the fact that Rue and Thresh, who are characters we'll discuss, mm-hmm. were portrayed as black people, which we will discuss. They are black. Yeah. <laughs> well, people just got mad. Oh, so it's not her issue. It's everybody, it's everybody else's, else's racism. Yeah. So she has been, um, she famously avoids doing, like, not doing any interviews, which might mean there is something, but so far she seems fine. And, you know, whatever she has, if she has anything evil in her, it's kept to herself. To be honest, if I was a author, I wouldn't want to do inter- interviews either. Yeah. Like, I'm writing for a reason. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to talk to people. That's a good point. And I wrote that, like, while I was doing my research, there were some religious elements I found, like bread and fire, but it's nothing nearly as clear. Like, you have to have a religious background to recognize that, like, input, which I don't, so. So, kind of religious dog whistles. Yeah, just, like, little things, like, it is what it is. That's fine, yeah. Okay. That could be the culture she grew up with. And, again, we wouldn't know. Yeah. Because she doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Hey, if you're super fucking racist, but don't tell anybody and don't act on it. Just shush. Just yeah, be your own. That's like, not the worst. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. People are entitled to their own opinions, but it's when you're like Orson Scott Garden, you just are a massive racist and it does affect your art and your work. Yeah. Yikes. And other people's personal lives around you. Okay. I think we're ready to hop into the book. Alrighty. I do have a little bit of an epilogue because, again, we are. Well, it's a, it's a dystopia. So there's like. The yeah. background I wanted to get. Okay. So I didn't have to, like, put it in for every chapter. Yeah. Um, Panam is the country, and it's filled with, like, a bunch of different types of segregation. Panam um, or Panam? Panam. Like is, the old... Uh, yeah, like... like Delta the, complain... What is it? Yeah, Panam Air. Yeah. Yeah, I say Pan, Panam. I think it's Panam. Mm. I, it's okay. a red word. It's not something that's going to come out the same every single time for me. Yeah. I know they did the movie, but I read the books first. Yeah. Um, 12 districts, previously 13, but the 13th district was destroyed during a rebellion. <laughs> what? Blow it up. Yeah, by the capital. And the capital rules also. There's 12 plus the capital. Okay. So 13. Yeah. <laughs> They're rich, they dress silly, and they have funny accents. Hell yeah, baby. And each district... So in my head as a kid, I always pictured it going out, like, um, in sequential order. In a line. But that's not how it looks. Okay. That's not how it is. There's, like, all kinds of maps you can find online. I don't think Susan put one out by herself. Mm-hmm. But it's more just, like, regions of the previously known United States. I do like books with hella lore, though. I love it's a good fun. map. I love yeah. a map. I have a couple of books upstairs where like they've got a map and I've got it creased because I'm like, okay, they're here. They're because <laughs> they move around yeah. a lot sometimes. Okay. Aragon's one. Yeah, we should do Aragon soon. Um That was so if I ever reference a book that I was like, oh, I love that book. Audiobook baby. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I've been yeah. listening to these. So I listen to the chapter and then take the notes with yeah. the book in hand which has been really helpful if jeffrey bezos wants to give me some of his money uh for i'll take it audible yeah mm. don't say it i'm gonna have to bleep, we'll that, bleep out. that out put, yeah. uh, put benya over it yeah okay so district 12 is like the most outlying district um they specialize in coal mining and mining in general they are crazy poor and in, within the district are separated into two different classes, mm-hmm. the merchant class and the mining class. And the mining people live in the seam. That's seam. what it's called. S-E. 
A-N. Just okay. like the seam of the, I guess, district. They have a population of about 8,000, which does not include the peacekeepers, who are people from the capital there to keep the, their cops. They're a fascist yeah. um, overlord oink. of dictatorship and monopolizing uh, violence. Yeah, look at all your fancy words. Um. Even though they're supposed to keep the peace, most of them just, like, look the other way to, like, the smaller transgressions, like hunting and gathering. Um, those who do that illegally um, when they go through the fence, because even they don't really have that much access to fresh food. Yeah. And they're supposed to be, like, very... Yeah. Huck me a squirrel every once in a while, but... <laughs> but, like, don't steal. Stealing yeah. is punishable by death. Okay. So, Katniss, our main character... Is I don't like that name. You don't? No. Okay. I'll talk about the history. I mean, it's based on a plant. Um, her father and mother. Yeah. We're nerds. Her mom is from an apothecary's family. She's from a, the mm. merchant class. She married down to her father. Mm. And then um, Katniss's dad was a hunter and gatherer. So, so merchants can move between districts or... No, no, no. The, the merchant class in the District 12. Oh, okay. So she married down into the seam. Okay. So wait, so what's the caste system within districts? That is the caste system within districts. It's, it's just merchant and then everybody else. I'm sure the other districts have different casting systems, mm -hmm. but we don't, like, we ne like, there's nothing you're supposed to know about other districts. So okay. since Katniss is our main character, all we know is what she knows. Okay. She's 16 years old with olive skin and dark hair, gray eyes. That is a very common look for those in the seam. Her sister, whose name is Prim, has blonde hair, blue eyes, and she's 12. She's very Aryan. Yeah. Her mom is still alive, but her dad was blown to bits in the mine five years ago. Boom, boom, baby. It's very common. Um, her mom, like I was saying, was born into the merchant class, and she was an apothecary. She worked as an apothecary, which is an invaluable resource um, to the people of the districts because even they can't afford doctors. Like, mm. even the merchant class can't afford doctors. Yeah. So, apothecary is what you get. Okay. Um, just a little bit more before we'll hop into the first chapter, but Katniss is a hunter. She hunts for her family with a bow and arrow, um, snares, and all that kinds of stuff to make money. She doesn't have good positive strong feelings towards her mom because when her father passed away her mom shut down yeah and we you and i know that it's depression but yeah. this is a dystopia and they don't really have that word and you ain't got time for depression and you dystopia. really don't and that's what katniss is like you you can't do that you like sorry yeah. so the that, what's a big issue with depression i mean uh dystopias Mm -hmm. You don't take care of your mental health. That's true. <laughs> That's the only big issue with it's, dystopias. That's it, actually. Yeah. Only thing I can think of. Um, the day we are starting off the whole book is the day of the reaping. So I just want to say the Hunger Games is like the first like thing. So they're the way like there's... Let me restart. It's <laughs> twofold. <laughs> it's a way for the capital to not only keep track of the population density, and to, but also to ensure that the districts know that like... The capital is in charge. And so they, they basically do rebel. a census, like, yeah. whatever they do with this. Mm -hmm. Each year, two tributes are chosen, one girl and one boy, between the ages of 12 and 18, which is such a wild they, age and yeah, physicality not, difference. Like, that, like, once you get past 21, 
I don't think most sports has an age division past 21. No. Except when you get to like 60 plus or 50 plus usually. So it's just like that is where age is almost broken up by year. Yeah, honestly. And like, it should be because you are growing very, very yeah. quickly in that time. I mean, I went from 140 to 185 yeah. in two years. Yeah. Uh, and Jacob Black went from 5'10 to 6'7. I thought we were fucking done talking <laughs> we about are that done. book. We are. Okay, I'm going to keep going. So no matter what, once a year, your name is put into the tribute pool. And it's cumulatively increased. So by yeah. the time you're 18, your name would be in there six times. Okay. However, for b- the poorer classes, those from the seams, they can get something called a tessery, um, which is like food, grain, oil, just like the bare minimum Mm -hmm. by putting their name in extra times Mm. and again that is still cumulative what if you just like collected uh, thousands just like yeah if you're just like i'm going in next year i'm gonna volunteer why not get as much out of this as possible yeah like well it's not really good stuff though yeah, but still, it's something. Like, yeah. if you have 10,000 of something, mm-hmm. you still got something. Oh, I like that. I like that theory. Um, But Katniss, at this point, has put her name in 20 times. And Damn. all she can hope is that she won't get called at all and also worrying about her younger sister, Prim, and this is Prim's first year. Yeah. So that's where we start. That's the background on Pen M. I know that was a lot, but... So she, her sister's 12 or 13? 12. Okay. This is Prim's very first year. So I just want everybody to think to a 12-year-old and a 16-year-old, you know, just their age difference, maturity, maturity level, physicality. Yeah. It's a very large difference. And we're going to hop into the chapter, the first chapter. Well, depending on the person, the maturity level might not nope. be that different. <laughs> um. So... It's reaping day and Katniss wakes up to see her sister's ugly ass cat, Buttercup. <laughs> She's just like cuddling with uh, Prim. And Buttercup never forgave Katniss for trying to drown him. Because Prim b- brought the cat back and was like, we can take care of him. And all Katniss could think was, we're going to have to get rid of the worms, the fleas, the blah, 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 you know, yeah. like. But she goes out to hunt through the fence that is supposed to be electrified, but it's literally almost never on. Yeah. She meets Gail, who is her best friend, and he's 18, um, but he's put his name in the pool over 42 times. But he has a family of five, and it's his job to keep them fed and alive. They make fun of the Capitol, and um, what's his name? Get shot on sight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Gail got some bakery bread from the baker. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And they have strawberries, and Katniss brought goji, so they're having, like, a real nice... Like a meal. luxurious meal. Yeah, luxurious meal. Because Prim has a goat. They, know, they haven't talked about it yet, so I don't know. Um, After they go hunting, they go to the black market, and they trade their wares for the day. And they talk to their friend Madge, because Madge is the only one who will buy a wild dog when they, when they like, have to kill a wild dog. Yeah. So they always... They always keep on good terms with Madge because she was. She's like, I'll just call it beef when I put it in the stew. Yeah. It's like literally at that point. Like, I don't know. It's closer to rabbit. Okay, gross. Not that I like have had it. Yeah, I know people eat that. I don't eat any meat, so yeah. I think all meat is gross. Um, 
they separate and they go back to the other their own homes for the reaping. And I will say that when they're in the woods, Gail's like, "Fuck the capital. We could run away together." Like, but and Katniss is like, "Oh, we have a lot of people to take care of." Because Gail's got fi- a family of five. Katniss has her mom and her de- and her sister. Yeah, she's like, "We can't just leave them. We'll have to take them all." And they have like that talk. And Katniss is like, "Yeah, it's not feasible to run away," which I do see her point. You know, so. And there's also nowhere to go. I hate with your ice cubes. Do you think that picked up? I do. (laughs) Um, There's nowhere to go because District 13 is just a heaping pile of radioactive rubble. Yeah. So. Well, you could just go into the wilderness, couldn't you? Or is it pretty... Well, they could, probably. Pretty thick. Thick up. Um, So we don't know now, but I do know that they're in the, like, Appalachia area. So they're where, like, kind of in where we are because we're on the outskirts of Appalachia. But they're, like, heavy in that area. Are there other countries? Or is that never discussed? Never discussed. Okay. It's a domestic. So, um, all citizens of District 12 have to be present at the reaping. Unless they are literally on death's door, and the peacekeepers will go house to house to figure shit out. Yeah. So that's pretty, like, gross. Yeah. Katniss's mom has put out a dress and the for Katniss, and it's, like, one of the ones from her old merchant-style life. Mm-hmm. And so Katniss knows this is, like, her mom trying to give her something nice. And she tries her best to be thankful, even though she's still working towards, like, forgiveness. Yeah. We, we'll go into that a little bit later. And Prim comes around and she notices, like, Prim's, like, dressed up real nice and fancy in uh, Katniss's first, like, reaping outfit. And she's just, like, getting really anxious. But she's like, come on, like, make sure you tuck in your tail. Because, like, the back of her outfit, it keeps falling behind the skirt. Tuck in your tail, little duck. Tuck in your tail, little duck. I love that line from the movies. I always do. Um... So this is funny. Whenever I work somewhere and like you know how you see like trainees or like a tour mm-hmm. going through, it's I call them little ducklings. Tugging your tail, little duck. They head to the town square and you know they, they go through the same thing they do every year, hearing the history of Panem, while the mayor talks about it. They have the only survivor from their games in their district. They've actually had two survivors, but one of them has since passed away. Doesn't sound like he survived. Hamish? Oh, shush up. <laughs> um, the other survivor is Hamish, and the other person is Effie Trinket, who's their representative from the Capitol, and all they do is talk, 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 talk. Talk, 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 talk. And Hamish is, like, fucking wasted. Fuck it, dude. Absolutely wasted. If I was living in a dystopia, though. Well, well, they talk about it If I had later. the ability, I'd be fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, with what he's gone through, and he was in, um, we, we don't know yet, but he was in a quarter quell. Yeah. So he survived some pretty brutal shit. What, um, what age was he in? I think he was 14. That's fucked. That will fuck you up for the rest of, like, any age? He was either 14 or 16. Any age, but murdering, what, 24 people? Or no, it would have been more because he was... Well, quarter quells are different, but his quarter quell was double the number. Jesus. So 50-something? Because the 13 was it still... No, no, 13's been gone for 70 years. The reason oh, okay, we have okay. the Hunger Games is because oh, of the rebellion. Okay. Yeah. But... We'll get more into his backstory because I like it. Um, it just makes sense, like, why he is such a drunk. Yeah, big, big trauma. Yeah, like... 
and nobody to help him with. Yeah. All the money in the world, he's got no family. Like Yeah, he's got no family. There's no therapist. Every year he has to get close to two children and then watch them die. Yeah. I would be drinking too. Yeah. So, um, Hamish is kind of like all up on Effie, which is a little inappropriate, obviously, but he's fucking black, blacked out, wasted. Then, you know, first the girl name gets pulled and all Katniss can think is, please don't be me, please don't be me. And Justin's ice cubes. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're not picking up. But it's not her. It's her sister, Prim. As Fuck. We... I can't I imagine. I say that's worse. My little, my heart, because, like, I'm an older sibling, and I was mean to my sisters as a kid, but, like. So, Hamish, again, I just thought of this. He was part of a quarter quell. The next year is a quarter quell, right? For them, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. He was 25. He's 30. He's 39. Yeah, so what you're saying right now is that we're on the 74th Hunger Games. Next year is the 75th, and that's a quarter quell. Yeah. So each 25 years, they do something extra fucked up, yeah, is so what you're saying. He's 39. I'm uh, not doing 38, math. 39. Yes. Okay. And uh, the guy who plays him is really awesome, too. I can't remember. And have been, he's been watching children die since he was 14. Yeah. Since 14, 16. I can't remember the exact age. But yeah, since... Because then he becomes like um, their... I can't remember the word. Mentor. Yes. Thank you. Their mentor. Mentor. I say it weird. Um for every Hunger game. So he's watched what 50 kids die. That's horrible. And his district is a poor district, so there's very little I mean, it's usually one or two, right? What do you mean? Winning? Yeah. District yeah. one or two winning. One, two or four. Okay. They're the um I've got it somewhere in here. But yes, you're right. One, two or four. Yeah. Basically, the higher your number, the higher the chance you're going to survive. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So, all right. My achy breaky heart, if my little sister had been picked, I just can't Issa imagine. gets drafted into. <sighs> Poor beast. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, I, I don't Fuck even off, know. Bitch. <laughs> it's just one of those situations where you don't even know what you would do. Yeah. And I hope I do exactly what Katniss is about to. So, we're going to go into chapter two. And she feels like. All the breath has left her body and she kind of remembers like a time when she fell from a tree and that did happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I get that. (laughs) Like the shock of that. Have you got the wind knocked out of you? Yeah, twice. It's what is your reaction to it? Well, I was really little and I had fallen from a tree. So I don't know. So mine is laughing. Mm. So I do the (gasps) and then start laughing. Yeah, it fixes it. I don't, I don't do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. It fucking hurts. Yeah, but that's just my reaction to losing my breath. That's insane. That's yeah. not Katniss's. No, no. What's her, re- what's her reaction? <laughs> her reaction is that this must be a mistake because Prim's name is literally only in there one time. Yeah, because she's once a babito. Yeah. And she can hear like behind her that the district is kind of murmuringly like they're angry, like they're like what. Yeah, and I'd this be is, pissed. I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, and this is the reaction every time like a 12-year-old gets picked. Yeah, like bullshit. Yeah. And she can't even like think straight. All she can think is like everybody's mad. Like mm. even the people, there are people there who don't care mm-hmm. and they take bets. And even the people who are taking bets are like frozen. Yeah, because it's a child. Mm-hmm. 
It's a full child. A little baby. And you know they're not going to win, so that's good. not good for betting. No. I think Finnick, who we'll talk about later, was the youngest winner at 14. So maybe Hamish must have been 16. Mm-hmm. But she sees her sister, the and her sister has all the blood drained from her face, which, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the back of her dress is sticking out. And that little, duckling. little duck that snaps Katniss into she, the crowd parts as she's running towards Prim, screaming that she volunteers it as tribute. Yeah. And she like shoves Prim behind her and she steps in front of her and she says that. And Effie's delighted. She's like, finally, some action. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, well, you know, there's formalities. Like, I think she's like, she, this has never happened in her district. She's yeah. like, I think, um, I think Prim has to get up here first and then we can, we introduce. Prim. And the mayor is just like dejected. He's like, who cares about formalities? Like, get up here, Katniss. Yeah. The, the correct, yeah. Uh, the correct, uh, feeling for sending a child to their death. And something I didn't really talk about is that the mayor has a daughter and the Oof. daughter is one of Katniss's only friends. Oof. So like the mayor, Katniss would bring strawberries to their house and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Like hang out there. And well, not really. Maybe hangouts, not like the right, but like yeah. they were the only two, like she, he knows her. They know each other. And like, Katniss knows almost everybody in this district because of her hunting stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, the, she she does have a personal relationship with the mayor and his daughter. So, yeah, the mayor knows her and he's like, fuck that. Like, we're not playing that game. Like, get up here, Katniss. And Effie's like, what's your name? And she's like, oh, Katniss Everdeen. She's like, OMG. Because <laughs> Effie has absolutely no sense of dread. She's like, OMG, was that your sister? That's crazy. No way. <laughs> and she's like, crowd, please applause. And so for those of you who haven't seen the movies, the Capitol people, and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but they have like the funniest fucking accent. They're just like, think like posh mid like Midwesterner <laughs> accent is kind of what I think. Posh Midwest. Yeah, that's it's hard to describe. Um I think that's a um what is it called? Contradiction. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's not the word, but I hear what you're saying. You can't, you can't be posh and Midwest. <laughs> I'm posh and Midwest. Oh yeah, Justin. Yeah, totally. As I drink a seltzer that you homemade. <laughs> okay, so where was I? Um, so she's like, "Crowd, please applause this like fantasticness," and Katniss says, "Like to District 12's like astonishment, nobody does." anything yeah and everybody is silent and i'll say one more time or i don't think i have said it but these are like live streamed kind of oh shit like with heavy editing so it's not really a live stream but you got delay on that bitch so some people do this where they kiss the three middle fingers in their hand their left hand and then hold them up and this is like a very infrequently used symbol of thanks the girl scout salute is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. Well, they do that to Katniss. Well, hey, the Girl Scout salute would make sense considering they're in old Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. I don't know why it would, but it just feels like it, it does. It feels like it feels right. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Then the boy's name is picked and it's Peter Malark. And even though he has two older brothers, nobody volunteers for him. <laughs> nice. Your brothers hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so she recognizes him and he's a large boy with broad shoulders. He's got shaggy hair and basically he's the whole reason she's alive. I think 
that the actors for the two should have been switched. The two. You think, oh, for Gail versus Peta. Mm -hmm. I think I agree with you on that, except for Gail was tall. Yeah. But fucking him being thick as shit makes sense. Peta? Yeah, Yeah, because he's a baker boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like hauling fucking 50 plus pounds. 100 pound bag of flour, bread, everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying, but like baking, baking in mass is yeah. fucking hard work, and they're the only bakers in town. Yeah, for eight thousand people. Well, let's be honest; probably four thousand people yeah. can afford it. But yes, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was like basically after her dad died, she was starving to death. Um, she was like actually like on her last legs. Yeah. Um, her mom had gone into what we know as a depression, but what she just knew as her mom leaving her. Um, Prim was, what, seven? So she couldn't do anything, not that she should have been expected to. And yeah. Katniss was, like, the patron of the house now. Yeah. And she wasn't old enough to get the tessery from the, what's it called, from the Capitol. She couldn't put her name in extra times. She yeah. couldn't let anybody know what was going on or else she'd get moved to the community house which she knows that people got beat in the community house, and she never understood that because her parents never beat her. So she was like, fuck no, we're not going to the community house. But she has no idea how to keep them alive. Yeah. So it's pouring rain. It's February, I think, something. It's like cold again. They're in Appalachia, so it's a little cold. Oh, February. I know, it's freezing. Appalachia would still be snowy. Well, unless uh, climate change has gone crazy. Just like Twilight, yeah. Just like Twilight. Justin, you just threw a fit because I brought up Twilight. (sighs) Anyways, um, she's trying to sell, like, trade these old baby clothes with Prim, but nobody wants them. And eventually she just, like, falls in a puddle and she's, like, down. And she's like, fuck. She tries to go through the trash, but the bins had just been, what was it called? thrown away emptied thank you (laughs) um the vents had just been emptied they were like uh, i don't know what's the word for it like they weren't they didn't have anything in them (laughs) they were metaphysically removed um and she's going through the baker's trash hoping she can find some bread and Mm -hmm. the baker's wife who's a bitch a mean lady comes out and is like get the fuck out of my trash and eventually katniss just like gets to the like nearest tree and she falls down she's dejected she's like i'm gonna die here they're gonna find me here dead yeah which is like horrible i just like (sighs) so Peter comes out and he throws something away and she recognizes him from school and you know she's like wow and they make eye contact i know this is a long story but it's important yeah they make eye contact and Peta goes back in, and she hears a commotion and a slap, and he comes back out, and he's got red on his eye. She's, like, all she she can really think is that, like, wow, like, a parent hitting a kid, that's insane. True. Yes. True. 100%. And, you know, the mom's like, throw that burnt bread to the fucking pig. Like, who cares about it? Nobody's gonna buy that. And so Peta throws a bits off. Here's his mom leaves and then without looking throws them to Katniss. Mm-hmm. And she was like, holy fuck. And she they were able to live through the night. Yeah. And then the next day at school, she looks at him and sees his 
eye be- bruised and she turns away in shame and sees a dandelion and that's what sparks her memory of hunting and gathering and the whole reason she's alive is because of him yeah i know that was a lot but mm-hmm. it's important in their relationship she feels like she owes him she never even thanked him for this yeah. she's embarrassed also her birthday is may 8th which i think makes her a tor a tor taurus dude that's almost my half birthday let's look that up real quick May Welcome to the best segment of the podcast. Blue Googling shit. Uh brought to you by I was right. This ass. This ass? This ass. This I was right. She's a Taurus. Um, which actually heavily totally explains all of her personality. So I'm gonna have to ad lib and take out all my notes about how much I hate her fucking personality. (laughs) Cause I'm a Gemini and Geminis don't really get along with Tauruses typically. Mm. Um you know how good we are at all that. You're well. You're Scorpio, so. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyways, all she can think as Peta's getting picked is that about her being alive because of him, and also that she hopes somebody will kill him before she has to. Nice. What are your baller. thoughts so far? That's pretty a that's a pretty baller thought, actually. I mean, it's killed or be killed. What are yeah. your thoughts so far? It's a lot better than Twilight, really. A lot better. A lot of, lot more kid killing. A lot more kid killing. Uh, and we lot haven't even less gotten to that. Kid um, ickies. Yeah. yeah. Chapter three. She, the next like step of this is that she's taken away to the peacekeepers for like good or by the peacekeepers for the goodbyes. Yeah. And she goes in the mayor's mansion, which is the fanciest place she's ever been, and she's like, "Wow!" But she works hard to keep her face stoic for the cameras. Her mother and sister come through first, and she makes sure to tell them everything about how to survive. She's like, Prim, sell your goat milk and cheese. Mom, do your apothecary business. She's like, Prim, do not put your name in more. Which, like, I feel like yeah. once you've been picked, your name should be removed. Like, even if somebody volunteered. Yeah. It's like, and okay, she's, like, she's out of the thing. Yep, she did it. How fucking <laughs> fucked up would that be if you vol- if so- your name got picked, somebody <laughs> volunteered. Next year. <laughs> next year you get picked. Um, <laughs> they have it out for you, dog. Literally. Well, Katniss, I yeah. guess, considering catching fire. Well, I don't want to get spoilies. Okay. She, like, looks at her mom and she begs angrily. She's like, you can't disappear again. I will not be here to pick up the slack. You can. And she's furious. Yeah. And her mom's like, I was sick. Like, kind of gets defensive. Like, I have my medicine now. And Katniss feels bad, but she's like, fine, take your medicine and just keep Prim alive. Yeah. You know, like... Like, honestly, what what else can you fucking do? Yeah. And I do get um, Katniss's anger, and I get her mom's anger at Katniss's anger. Yeah. I get everything that's happening right now. Yeah. It's not like they have good coping skills for this. Like, <laughs> or any coping skills. Yeah. Um, But then Prim's like, Katniss, I really think you can... I really think you can do it. Please survive. And Katniss is like... Dog. <laughs> well, she, well, she's like in her head. She's like, I can't just lie. Like, I can't just tell Prim that I've already given up when I've just told them not to. Yeah. So she's like, oh, like I will try, and she like knows it's a lie, but she can't. Yeah. Her next guest is unexpected. She has two unexpected guests actually, and it's the baker. It's Peta's dad, Ooh. and he gives her some cookies, and they don't talk the whole time. He just sits there. I think it's like twenty minutes. <laughs> And then he leaves, and the last thing he says is he goes, <clears throat> oh, I'll, I'll keep the little girl alive. Which, wait, like, honestly, though, ha- that is all you need to hear. That's, yeah. 
honestly. If I mean, she just sacrificed her life for her little sisters. This weird guy she barely knows yeah. comes in, which we learn a history later, but still. Yeah. That's all I would need to hear. Then Madge shows up, who's also unexpected. Who? Madge is the woman from the black market who buys uh, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just gives Katniss this little gold pin. And she's like, this is the token of our district. Please wear it. And Katniss is like, I don't fuck. It. Okay. Like, she's like, I don't I give a shit about this district. <laughs> well, they each get to wear like one thing that reminds them of home. Yeah. And so Madge is like, will you please let it be this? Mm. And Katniss is like, okay. Like, I, don't have, I literally have nothing else to my name. So yeah, sure. honestly. <laughs> um, but then her next guest is Gail. And Katniss up to this point and still at this point has noted that there's not anything romantic between them but he promises to keep the family alive and he talks about how you know there's always almost wood in the game you know he's like theorizing he's like there's almost always wood in the games um for fires after the last time the capital <laughs> found it really boring when people just froze to death because they couldn't make fires he's like there's almost always cover after that other game where people just you know got bit by snakes out in the open you know so yeah. he's like he's like pa 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 and what? Here, here's all the things that they made they did to not make it boring for the capital literally but are good for you as yeah. somebody who knows the i mean she, she's lucky here she knows yeah, the she wilderness knows yeah. um and then you know that that's her goodbye to gail she's let out to the train and she's pranced around the cameras before she's allowed to go in and she's like in awe of the amount of things that there are and even hot water, like the space, the clothes, and then hot water. And she has her first ever shower, which would be really Gross. nice. What? Gross. Shower sometime, idiot. She bathes. Um, the train is fast. And she's like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And this is where we learn that her district is in Appalachia, whereas the capital is in a place called the Rockies. Mm. So I learned that the Rockies is in Colorado. Let's Google again. <laughs> Where? That's a fucking ways, though. Well, it's going really fast, so it takes them, like, less than a day to get there. Better infrastructure than the U.S. Oh, okay. Whoa, the Rockies are huge! Yeah, dude. No, don't act like you knew shit. You, I knew you, that! I fucking... Babe, you were looking at me like you didn't know shit. I've climbed in the Rockies. When? Yosemite. I've been... I've known you for half of your life at this point. You're making that up. I'm not making it up. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyways, for those of you who are, are out of touch with reality like me, um, let's snap back to reality. Oh, shit. There goes, there gravity. goes gravity. Where'd it go? Oh, where's Rabbit? Okay, thanks. That was pretty good. Um, no, it wasn't. They go up from in New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana, which is the mid of the states, and it goes all the way up until it looks like above Vancouver. Um in cap what's that called canada canada it goes all isn't it go like most of the way up the coast wait but like how do you um it doesn't look like it goes all the way up but it does go very far up yeah oh i lied i see another picture here that shows that it does go all the way up um into the arctic circle in alaska which like now that we talk about it where the fuck did, is the capital then? <laughs> From Alaska to Mexico. It's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in that area. But, um, yeah. So, anyways. She says that even... That's why she learned that they have to dig so deep to get their coal. Is because even the place she, back in the day, Appalachia, used to be... 
Coal mining. Coal like mining. Right now it is. Which reminds me, I saw, because we're from Ohio and we border Kentucky where mm-hmm. we're at in Cincy. And I saw a license plate that was like, we survive on coal because you know how Kentucky is like yeah, so. Yeah. I, I saw those all the time working I know. down there. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, She finally has some time to like, like get her head on straight. And she realizes that the pin that she was given is a Mockingjay, which is kind of funny because it's a little joke to the Capitol. It's, um, it's mocking them. <laughs> I mean, they created mutations is what they're called. So mutations? like, well, just like genetically altered animals, humans. Oh, so things mutations, like, but they're dumb. But mutt. Oh. And during the rev- like re- rebellion, they created mutations of mocking jays that could actually have whole human conversation, like Ooh. record basically. And they made them all male. And the rebellion ended up using these against them because, like, once they realized what it happened, they just fed these things false information. And it's not like the birds could be like, "Well, that was a lie." Yeah. So they just let them die off in the wild. But instead of doing that, they ended up mating with mocking jays, and they created jabber jays. Who can like and mocking jays? So there, it is a mocking thing. Mm-hmm. So these jabber jays can create a wide range of human sounds and bird sounds and use them, and even create like, like recreate whole songs sung to them. Ugh. I hate that still. Oh, I hate like birds are so smart, man. It's insane. Like I've listened to podcasts true crime where African gray parrots have solved crimes before. Not solved crimes, been evidence. I mean, the lady that, like, inherited this African gray after a murder-suicide attempt that they didn't know was a murder-suicide. They thought it was a break-in. Yeah. The bird would just, like, the lady was just chilling and the bird would just fucking scream the last, like, like, like last moments of this guy's life. Yeah. And I would be so, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck did I just get? Okay. Anyways, birds. Um, she gets dinner, which is insanely over the top. And Effie is like, wow, like you got, you're so mannered. They're using forks and everything. She's like, the savages from last year ate everything with their hands. To be honest, I would have, if I was like starving, starving, who has time for forks? Well, and they talk about how the reason Katniss has these manners and they're from the merchant class is because her mom is from the merchant class. Yeah. The reason Peta has them is because he's in the merchant class. Mm-hmm. But this pisses Katniss off so much, and I agree with her here, is that she eats everything with her hands <laughs> just to piss Effie <laughs> off. <Fuck you. laughs> which Effie notices and it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, they then talk to Hamish, who's again drunk as fuck. He actually fell off the um like podium <laughs> to fell off the stage yeah he like <laughs> fell off the stage and like everyone was like oh god no oh, okay um but, but the, again i would i understand <laughs> yeah so sorry they're talking about hamich not to hamich yeah. and effie's like you guys need to be in line with him because he's the one who's going to be able to give you gifts and like sponsors and make sure you survive and just in time, Hamish shows up. He's like, what's up? Vomits and then falls in it. <laughs> I, I like Book Hamish more than I, I like I really movie. like Book Hamish. I love, what is his name? Woody, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrison. I love him. He and did a great Hamish. Dude, in fucking um, Now You See Me, mm-hmm. best character in those movies. I love him. I think he's awesome. Those were not great movies. Like, they were watchable. Best character by yeah. far. 
And then when he did his own brother and now you see me. He did too? what to his own brother? <laughs> okay, we're talking about this isn't the now you see me. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could I'm be. I'm saying we don't have that. We're not that many episodes each. We can pivot we can to pivot now to you to see me lore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. The first one was titled. Now you see me. Now you see me. The second one was titled. Now you see me too. It could have been titled "Now You Don't." Pull the mic away <laughs> from your face. You're peeking. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't see me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you Woody Harrelson. Magician fr- phrase. Now you see me. Now you don't. That would have been a good idea, babe. Maybe you should be in Hollywood. I like Book Hamish a lot too. So yeah. Chapter four. They pick Hamish up. Um, together, you know, they don't really talk and they just do what they need to do. <laughs> Take him to shower where PETA volunteers to clean him off. And Katniss is like, fuck yeah, I'm not, it works for me. But then she like contemplates, like I, I think Katniss is a total fucking brat. Um, but she's sitting here contemplating why he would volunteer to do that. And then it like pops in her head. She's like, oh, he's just being kind. No. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of like. He's just being a dude. Like, he's not doing it for any ulterior motive, though. You know? Maybe kind's not the exact right word, but it's definitely not like he has an ulterior motive. Yeah. But, you know, she makes a decision at this point to have as little to do with him as possible, since kind people tend to dig their way into her heart a lot quicker and stay there. She phrasing. I know. She also throws out the cookies her dad gave her, and she ends up seeing that they're dandelion cookies. Which triggers her back to when she saw the dandelion and, you know, she kind of triggers back into this memory about how she remembered to hunt and gather. And she realized it, like, took her a while to gain the courage to go beyond this fence. And, you know, she eventually became very a little bit braver, a little bit braver. And then, like, she would hear wild dogs and she would just, like, run back. And, like, finally, you know, she started coming back about, like with sorry she started coming back with food and stuff like that and her and her mother's and her her sister's life was a lot better yeah but the next day she's woken by effie for breakfast her effie's name is effie trinket hamich's name is hamich abernathy peter malark and katniss everdeen fun names i kind of like all their names i I, sometimes when i read names in books i'm like oh like you just like really made that up but like i don't know these like they definitely seem yeah yeah. like i can see somebody being named everdeen or abernathy even haymitch not so much honestly but the rest of them i feel at breakfast she stuffs herself and haymitch is drinking alki and she just like realizes she fucking hates him (laughs) Which I get her perspective. His job is to keep her alive. What she sees from him is that he's a drunk. They got weed in the... uh... Apparently not. (laughs) I don't think the book would have... I mean, the book would have sold pretty well for our generation, but maybe not for the generation um, before. They got weed in the dystopia. (laughs) True. In my dystopia, they will. Okay, good. Well, because of the Apocalypse Binder. She requests, like, training, and Hamish replies cheekily. He's like, stay alive. And Peta gets pissed and pushes the glass out of Hamish's hands, where Hamish, like, looks at it, and he just, like, turns to Peta and fucking socks him right in the face. And then Katniss, like, slams a knife in between his fingers and the alcohol as he's reaching for it. Yeah. And he's like, 
huh, I got some fighters this year. Which, again, he's watched, what, almost 50 kids die? Yeah. I get his need to disassociate he, himself. He, he'd also be pretty good at vibing them out. Yeah. Yeah, honest. Well, he lives in a different part of town than these kids, too. So I feel like if he did live in the town with them, that would be so much harder. Yeah. But, like, that also explains why he doesn't know these guys at all. Yeah. Um, so, and then, like, Peter, like, goes to ice it. And he's like, don't ice that bruise. Like, keep it so it looks like you've been fighting with the other contestants. And Peter, the little goody two-shoes he's, he is, he's like, but we're not supposed to fight with the other contestants. And, you know, he's like, who, he was just like, fuck off, you didn't fight with the other contestants, just keep the bruise. And Hamish is like, okay, what, like, can you guys do? And he's like, Katniss, are you good with that knife? And she, like, throws it into the wall, because she can throw knives, apparently. Dramatic. But she's like, she thinks in her head, it's stuck, like, really good. And she's like, fuck, that made me look way better than I am, because it's stuck between the seam of two wood yeah panels and she's like i am not that good but i'm guess i'm gonna let him think i am um he then advises them like he's like fine like i will try not to drink like crazy person and i'll try to keep you guys alive my first advice is don't resist when the stylists do stuff to you let them do what they need to do that's their job yeah and they pass under the Rocky Mountains, and Katniss has a panic attack because all she can think about is her dad's death in mountain, like in the mountains, mm-hmm. and also how the mountains were one of the reasons they lost the rebellion because apparently they were climbing over the mountains. Apparently, planes didn't exist. Don't they have like fucking hovercrafts and shit? Yeah, and the hovercrafts go invisible, so I don't know. All right. PETA is, like, smiling and waving at all the folks in the Capitol. And he's like, what? Like, some of them might be rich. And this makes her realize that not only is he the baker's son, but he has not accepted his death. And that makes him her enemy. Yeah. We're going to do one more chapter and then be done. Uh, you good? What do you yeah. have so far? What comments so far? Um, Not too much, really. You liking it better? It's a lot better than... The worst stuff that happened in Twilight. Well, Warrior Cats was pretty good. <sighs> Warrior Chapter. Cats was okay. Yay! Warrior Cats was like... That means we can do more? Nope. That's not what I fucking said. I think we should do more. I, I think, think we should. when we get a Patreon eventually, we should do the Warrior Cats, except for we should be like wasted like i know i have like a seltzer yeah. but i think we should be wasted like, when we do that well maybe not blackout because that would be bad for our livers but you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. and then we should record them and put them out as like bonus material okay because nobody's going to be able to keep track of it yeah all right chapter five she's being like scrubbed down like layers of grime and dirt she's from like a coal mining district so even though she doesn't mine coal she's got like a layer of coal dust yeah she, all of her hair is being ripped off by the Capitol people, and she's mad at them, but she hasn't said or done anything to hurt them. And, all, like, while she's mad at them, she just, like, thinks. She's like, why are they speaking? Like I said, they have a weird, like, way to talk. They speak in a high-pitched voice. Their jaws barely open. And their sentences end, like, they're going up. Like, they end uh, at a high-pitched tone, like they're going to a question. Does that make sense, what I just mm-hmm. said? Okay. And they hiss on the letter S and a lot of stuff like that. So she's like very, she's analyzing the shit out of them. Yeah. 
Her team, speaking of names, these are capital names. Her team consists of Venia, Flavius, and Octavia. And they're cleaning her her up. Flavia, what? Which one was played by Leonard Kravitz? That's Cinna. He's not here yet. Flavius has crazy bright orange curls, and Octavia's whole body is dyed a color of pea green. She is eventually good enough, and they stare at her all naked, which she's like, normally this would bother me and make me want to cover up, but I'm not even worried because these people don't feel like human beings to me. (laughs) They feel more like little birds pecking at my feet. Little birds. Which is so rude, but like I do get what she's saying. Yeah. Um, then she's ready to meet Cinna, who doesn't have the accent, and he's wearing, like, regular clothes. But besides, like, that, the only thing of capital about him is that he has gold eyeliner on, which, like, Leonard Kravitz in this scene, honestly, chef's kiss. He's a new stylist. This is his first game. And, you know, usually they, like, get the worst district. And she's like, oh, and he's like, no, I chose your district. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then they eat, and as she's eating, all she can think about is how, like, she's like, how would I recreate this meal as my hunting and gathering life? Yeah. And she's like, I would have to do so much. And Cynic can tell something's wrong, and he's like, we must look despicable to you. And she's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. They talk about their costume, and Katniss is dreading hearing that she's going to have to go out stark naked, covered in coal dusts, because that's what past stylists have done. Their, like, outfits have to connect to their district's core resource, and theirs is coal, so that's not really, like, yeah. a fabulous one. It's not like electronics where they can do something fun. Yeah. But Senna has another plan in mind than making them naked. He's going to set her on fire. So everyone knows that Katniss was the girl who was on fire. That's the actual line, is the girl who was on fire instead of the girl on fire. Yeah. Which reads different. It just says what it is. Uh, PETA and her have, like, a good laugh about how they would rip each other's coats off if it hurts. And how Hamish shouldn't be here because if he's so close to the open flame with all that alcohol on him, he (laughs) might explode. (laughs) Boom! But then it's their turn, and as they're set on fire, it doesn't hurt, and, you know, Senna asks them to hold hands. They're doing, like, a very different thing. Yeah. She starts smiling, and she can tell people, like, like her and Peta's vibe. She takes a rose and blows a kiss back in that direction. She's, like, a whole different person. And the president, like, addresses them with their welcome, Um, and he's a small man with white hair. Little boy. (laughs) Tiny. Which, the guy who plays him is huge in the movies, I feel yeah. like, for, like, a gentleman of his age. I liked him, too. He was a very What's good What's his name again? Do I have no idea. His actor name? The guy who played President Snow did a very good job. Yes. They did really good casting this movie, yes. honestly. I think they did a lot better than the Twilight movies. I think the directing was... I think it was the same thing as the Twilight movies, where the directing what was is what was off. Yeah. Which I think that's just, like, was in line with the era of the time. They were yeah. trying to do, like, something new and different. And it's like, eh. Yeah. Like, I think Catching Fire is really good. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the other Twilight movies. I have no Anyways. Um, their prep team is incredibly happy with their performance. And Katniss knows they did well because the other tributes look mad and jealous. Yeah. And then her and Peta talk and he gives her a small compliment. And a smile, but this makes her uncomfortable because she knows, like, he's plotting her death. So she plays at this game with him and gives him a small kiss right on his bruise. 
And that is the end of what we're going to talk about today. What do you think? Nap time. Nap time. We're ending this recording at 8 (laughs) o'clock. What do you think, though? I like the Hunger Games. All right. You said you liked it more than Twilight. Yeah. Twilight was fucking bad. Oh, do you really not like it that much? I did not like Twilight. No, this. I don't give a shit about Twilight. You sure? I need you to like this. Okay. Okay. I really like the Hunger Games. Yeah. I guess now just follow us on. We're going to focus on TikTok. Yep. Because Twitter's dying. I don't really like Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok. At Most Reading of Home. our content will be on TikTok. And if it's on other platforms, it might be a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, follow us over there. Reading Held Hostage. We have a couple TikToks out. You can see some of our kitty cats. Yes. We're on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us over on... What? What? Oh, you're yawning. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to us over on YouTube. Um, yeah, we're excited to keep going. Keep making... Hunger Games. Twitter is at Reading Hostage. It's not Reading Held Hostage. Yeah, but the rest of them. Who cares about Twilight right now? I do want to say, what did I say? You said Twilight. What did I mean to say? Twitter. Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Thanks. I've done a lot of talking. I did most of the talking this episode. (laughs) Sometimes I do do most of the talking every episode. Well, sometimes it's like eighty or seventy thirty, but today I felt like it was ninety ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that somebody left us a, a review on Spotify. Five stars. Thank you. I think you're one of my sister Faith's friends. If that's you and you're listening, thanks. Thank I appreciate you. it. And thanks to all the other friends and family who have left us, left us a review. Um, we want to get to 25 by the end of the year. So that's about a month. We're about halfway there. So. And not friends and family who's left a review. If we yeah. don't know you and you left a review, Bruh. big kiss. Thank you. Well, maybe not a kiss. Maybe no a high kiss. five. Mwah. You can run from Justin and I'll give you a high five. But yeah. On the way out. <laughs> yeah, on the way out. But yeah, leave us a review. Five stars on Spotify if you can. Um, it's just a pressing a button. So we we know you can. So do it. You, you press the button to play so it. So do it, bud. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to Reading Held Hostage. My name is Blue and I love to read. Oh, my name's Jesse. I hate reading. Yeah.